And yesterday we wrapped up Perik Gimel in the Chelek Beis. We finished big Perik, Perik Gimel, long Perik in the second Chelek, long Chelek. And um, this Perik, this chapter was all about addressing why bad things can happen to good people. And we arrived, Baruch Hashem, at the end, the very end, and even, we saw even new insights and ideas that, that, that uh, were still very helpful and very useful in putting the whole topic together from the Ramchal all the way at the end yesterday in the close. And as we said yesterday, we will take an opportunity, this opportunity now, to give a, a wrap-up, a summary of just what comes out of this parak, just because there was so much information over here, so many different ideas that the Ramchal shared with us. And again, the, the theme of this parak was all the options, all the possibilities, understanding how Hashem runs the world, how Hashem guides the world, how Hashem maintains the world, and within that maintenance of the world, all the different ideas that, that can give rise to suffering, Yasurin, why good people will suffer, why anyone will suffer, even bad people, what is creating the concept of suffering. And as Ramchal kept reminding us, as we kept reminding ourselves, we're never going to know with 100% razor-sharp accuracy why any given suffering is happening to any given person at any given moment in his life. But when we know all the possibilities then we have a very clear outlook on life, even if we can't make accurate applications, but we understand the world, we understand the Rebbeinu we understand how this world works, and that's a very tremendous chizik for us in our amuna, in our bitachin, and in our sophistication, our sophisticated take on life, which is what we want, what the Ramchal wants, we should be sophisticated, and people that understand life with sophistication, not, you know, in a shallow, superficial sense. So, we will make good on that promise of yesterday, and today we will now take this opportunity to make a grand summary of all the possibilities, all the options. And um, I, I, I confess yesterday that, you know, in the beginning, I, I was keeping a tally, and I had lost track myself of just how many possibilities there were, all the different mahalchim, all the different approaches to understanding Yisurin. Some of them have sub-approaches, some of them have sub-sub-approaches, so, we'll start off with a number, that, you know, to keep things framed a little bit. Um, the way I'm putting the number together, it could be other people may number this differently, you know, because it, it, it depends kind of on how you number um, the approaches and separate between approaches and, and subcategories and subcategories, approaches and sub-approaches. But I think the, with, with, with the appropriate way of breaking down the Ramchal's list of, of, of possibilities in the realm of suffering um, yields a total of 13. We have a total of 13. And that number 13 is going to really break down into a 12 and a 1. As we saw yesterday, there's categorically two different types of Yisurim altogether. There's, as the Ramchal termed it, Yisurim Tachlisim and Yisurim Emtsayim, suffering which is an end in of itself and suffering which is merely a means to an end. In the end of it itself, that's what the Ramchal was discussing for the bulk of the parak. There we're going to have 12. And the suffering, which is a means to an end, um, gives us one more, gives us the 13th. So that's a nice number. That's a nice Jewish number, 13. That's a nice Jewish number. I mean, most numbers are nice Jewish numbers, right? Uh, 17 and a half. You can probably find significance of that somewhere in, 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 in Yiddishkeit. Most numbers are going to be Jewish numbers, but the 13 has a nice ring to it. We like that number, 13. And we, we especially like breaking down between 12 and 1. Right? When, 13, when 13 becomes a product of 12 and 1, yeah. the 12 Shvatim plus HaKadosh Baruch Hu, maybe the 12 Shvatim plus Shevet Levi, lots of things you can do with 12 and 1, 
these are mnemonics, perhaps. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not attaching a lot, a lot of significance to this. I'm not saying that the reason why we're going to end up with 13 types of Yisurin is because of the Yudgim Lomidus HaRachimim, although you could do that, you could go there. I'm not necessarily going there. I'm using it more as a mnemonic, but the significance of everything in Ishkai, if we're going to have a grand total of 13 types of Yisurin, 12 plus 1, there's got to be significance to that as well. Together, we're going to now go through all 12 possibilities. The first possibility and why people will suffer was really already covered in Chelek Aleph, actually, and was 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 hinted at a couple times here in, in Chelek Bey's Perigimel, and that is sometimes people need to suffer in this world in order to get into the next world. You have a tzaddik, and a tzaddik is someone who is mostly mostly mitzvahs, mostly mitzvahs, and he, he's a mitzvah man. And he, he, he's doing good things, he's doing the right thing, and he's working on himself, and he's earned, built up quite a lot of olam haba. Yet, you know, once in a while he slips. That's what happens to a tzaddik. Even the best tzaddikim are going to have a bad day once in a while. And he slips, and he goofs, and he has a small amount of averis on his record. Now, we want to get him into olam haba, because he's earned his olam haba. On the other hand, you have mitzvahs, you, can't, you have averis on your record, you can't get into olam haba. Olam haba is about bonding with the infinite. You can't bond with the infinite if there's something in the way. Even if it's a small portion of you, a small amount of you, it's going to get in the way. It's going to stimmy, stunt, and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to um, stifle your ability to have that Eilam Haba. So how do we get this tzaddik in Eilam Haba in a way that we're able to deal with the small amount of Averis that he has? So we take care of them in this world. That's what we had in Chelek Aleph. A tzaddik will sometimes suffer in this world to his betterment and to his, in his best interest in that way when, when after 120, he goes into Eilam Haba with only his mitzvahs, and he's no, there's nothing in the way anymore. That's the first approach. That would be approach number one. Um, and suffering is it's there to burn off the minority averis of the tzaddik, to, 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 to balance the books and make sure that he can get into Eilam Haba purified. Okay? So immediately, does somebody has the suffering in this world. Um... it would not be inappropriate for him to reassure himself with the knowledge of, like, this is quite possibly what's getting me into Elam Haba. And, and without this suffering, you know, I, I would maybe be barred from entrance into Elam Haba. Without this suffering, I, I would be crippled and stunted for eternity. This suffering is quite possibly allowing me to really... Um, to really... Um, Appreciate and 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 really um, uh, <clears throat> experience experience the Haba that I've built up and that I've deserved, and not only that's already you know reassuring and, and puts things in frame in, 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 in a nice frame and perspective over here, um, a, a frame of reference and a perspective in, in in terms of the person seeing how it's to his betterment, but <clears throat> when we Remember that in the Chelek Aleph, the Ramchal told us that Averis that aren't dealt with in this world through suffering have to be dealt with in Gehenim, purgatory, which is more difficult, which is more painful. That's a spiritual kind of suffering. Then Viter, we realize how this is in a person's best interest. Yesurin type 1, being able to pay off Averis in this world, A, to be able to get into the Mabba, and B, to not have to worry about paying them off in Gehenim, that is always certainly in a person's betterment. And, and that's going to set the tone, really, for all the approaches to Yisurin. Hatsur tamim pa'aloi. Hashem is perfect. Hashem is just. Hashem is 
fair. Everything Hashem does is with utmost perfection. This discussion, we have to remind ourselves, of understanding suffering is in the greater chilek base, the portion, the, the section of the Sefer that deals with Hashkacha Pratis, Hashem runs the world because this is all being done with a cheshman, with calculations, with Hashem's wisdom, and everything is being done with Hashem's system of fairness, of, of justness, and without any room for complaints. Uh, every, all, all aspects of suffering, whichever mahalach, whichever approach they're coming from, is always coming from something that is systemized, that is Hashem personally involved, and with a very, very, very um, fair, just, and appropriate calculation from the cosmos, cosmic calculation. Okay, that, anyway, that's approach number one. Good, we got that approach number one. Is suffering this world to burn off Ayla, to burn off the Gehenim, to allow one to get into Ayla Haba. Approach number two, continuing in, in understanding Hashgacha and why Hashgacha can, can uh, determine that someone should suffer, is everyone is here for an objective, everyone is here for a mission, everyone is here to achieve Shleimus. And so much of the second second section was about this. I'm achieve, I achieve shleimus when I'm 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 given opportunities for my bechira to have to have to reach shleimus. This world is about reaching perfection, being like God. To to be like God, I have to apply my free will, free choice. I have to have bechira to have uh, some a, a meaningful situation to apply bechira. I have to have equal and opposite choices. I have to be tested and tried and challenged. If I'm not challenged, my Bechir is meaningless. If my Bechir is meaningless, I can't make myself like Hashem. I can't get into Elam Haba. So, approach number two is someone. sometimes someone can have something that looks like suffering. And it is suffering, in fact, but it's suffering in order to allow him to apply his Bechira. Suffering for his mission in life. Suffering for his goal to be accomplished. So, so approach number two is suffering that is related to one's mission in life. Maybe a person is given the situation that's very challenging and very trying and, 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 and very unpleasant. I don't like this, but hey, maybe this is what is getting you into Elam Haba. This is, we want to see how you're going to apply your Bechira in this situation. We want to see how you are going to deal with this. And are you going to rise to the occasion and deal with it like a champion? Wow, that, that, that was your Elam Haba. That is your role in life. That's where you're supposed to achieve your Or Chaz are you going to let the occasion ride over you? And, 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 and bring you down, then you lost that opportunity. You lost the opportunity to achieve shleimus. So that's the second approach in Yisurim and Yisurim, which are related to a person's mission, to a person's assignments, and a person's objective in realizing his own personal shleimus. Okay, and remember, we're collecting these and filing these away, and at any point, the person, Chas is dealing with suffering in life, or he has a chaver who's dealing with suffering in life, this is what we tell ourselves, and this is what we tell our chaver. We reassure ourselves, we reassure those around us. Now, speaking of reassuring those around us, you've got to be very careful always when you uh, have someone in your life, chas an acquaintance, a loved one, a friend who is suffering. You've got to be very careful when you share these ideas, when you don't share them. It has to be the right time. Nobody wants a musr shmuz, you know, in Rachman uh, al in, in, in their Ace Tzara, in their time of woe, in their time of Yisurin. And if they want a Musr Shmuz, they'll ask for a Musr Shmuz. We have to be sensitive, very, very sensitive. For ourselves, about it. We give ourselves Chizuk all the time. We give ourselves Musr all the time. To others, others, sometimes the best approach is to put an arm around their shoulders and cry with them. An arm around their shoulders 
and give them moral support and let them know that we understand what they're going through. Give them sympathy. So, so, so important, Rabbi Say. So I do mention, you know, that we can share these ideas with others, but I mention that cautiously one has to be very, very, very careful and, and really be very sensitive to the other's plight, to Yenem. And uh, there is a time and a place to share, and we have to be sensitive to be uh, knowing when is that time and that place. And generally, we go to Chumrah. If you're not 100% sure if this person is interested in your Shayna Torahs right now, your insights that you got from Derech Hashem, so Sheva Al Tas give them Chizik, give them sympathy, give them understanding, let them know Ima Yanoichi Betzara. Because again, this entire parak is about understanding why bad things happen to good people. Suffering. We talk about suffering. This, these things are really suffering. We mentioned that also several times. We can't be so from to the point where we say, no, that's not suffering. That's, this is all good things. You just have the wrong way of looking at it, right? You, you got the wrong perspective on life. If you really would have an enlightened perspective, you would see that this is not suffering. You'd see that all these things are good. That's not true. That's not true. We're talking about Yisur. And the Ramchal himself is not afraid to call these, um, these, these situations and scenes in life Yisur and suffering. We can't be afraid of that either. And... Sometimes the best way of helping at our friends in their times of suffering is to let them know that we know that they're suffering and to say, this is really awful what you're going through. I can only imagine how difficult this must be for you. In the right time, we share ideas. And we have to be sensitive to that. There is a time and a place to share ideas in chizik. Avada, certainly. Certainly there's a time and a place. But there's definitely a time and a place where it's not appropriate yet to be sharing that. Okay, let's move on. So that's approach number one, approach number two. Okay, approach number two was a person's concerns have to deal with challenges in life because that's what he's here for. That's what's going to bring out his shlemus. I, how come my friend's not suffering? I, he has other things to deal with. He has his bechiyah shlemus elsewhere. There's 600,000 different takes on shlemus, 600,000 different roles uh, that have to be played out to bring other mission back together. And that, he has his and you have yours. Okay, approach number three. This is a, a little bit of a, a scary approach. There's a possibility that somebody will encounter setbacks in life, impediments, and difficulties in life because he hasn't been using his Bechira properly. And, and, and let's remind ourselves of what that was. We're here to apply our Bechira. We're here to have a situation in life where should I get out of bed, should I not get out of bed? I'm going to get out of bed. Should I learn, should I not learn? I'm going to learn. Should I say Lashonara, should I not say Lashonara? I'm not going to say Lashonara. Etc. To apply our Bechira properly. And that's what Hashem wants to see. That's what Hashem is waiting for. And Hashem gives us opportunity, upon opportunity, to apply our Bechira. But the Rebbe sees that a Yid, before the Bud, when the Rebbe sees that we are doing our best and giving it our all to apply our Bechir properly, Hashem is so excited that we're doing that because that's what Hashem wants to see because that's why Hashem made us. Hashem invests in our Bechir and gives, gives us more and more opportunities to apply our Bechir because that's, that's exactly what we're here for. That's what the Rebbe wants to see. He invests in us by giving us more opportunities by making it easier to apply our Bechir. The converse is also true. If the Rebbe sees we're not making the most of the opportunities that he's giving us, and we're not using our Pechir properly, then conversely he'll make it even more difficult. It'll start, things will start to get difficult in applying Pechir. And next time when, when I decide I, maybe I really should get out of bed, you know what, it's going to be harder. And maybe I should really learn now, he's going to send people to distract me, people to schmooze me. Because you didn't learn when it was easy for you. I'm not investing in your Pechir, I'm going to divest myself from your Pechir. You have to now earn your way back into my um, 
interested in investing in you, and you really show me that you really want to make this happen. In the meantime, it's going to be more difficult for you. I'm not going to make it easier for you. I'm going to make it harder for you. It is Samita Kanegamita. Your most precious aspect, as, asset is your Bechira. Our mo- most precious gift is our Bechira. That's what we're here for. If we misuse that, if we abuse it, we neglect our Bechira. Hashem says, I'm going to make it more difficult for you to use your Bechira next time. That's a third way of understanding suffering. So suffering could be Hashem dealing with us, responding to us, and reciprocating. You don't use your Bechira properly. Okay, so let's, let's see what's going to be when you actually decide to use your Bechira properly. I'm going to deal with you, Mita Kanegamita. Okay? And within that, you know, I'm not making the subcategories yet. We're going to call that uh, approach number three. But within that, we saw that there's different levels of Hashem re- making, making difficulties, setbacks. Hashem can give a person a minor setbacks. Hashem can give a person major setbacks in their Bechira, make it slightly um, more difficult for them to, to rise to the occasion. That would be like the guy who finally decides after years of neglect in his learning. He says, okay, now I'm going to start learning. So Hashem will send them suddenly... Uh, crises in his business. Hashem will send them yentas that come and shmooze at them. Hashem will send the phone calls. Okay, that he'll have to overcome. Or Hashem can make it very, very, very difficult for him. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, crises that can't be ignored. Phone calls that can't be uh, left unanswered. Um, and, and, and Mamish, you know, make it extremely difficult for this person to find time to learn. Um, there's levels within this Mita Kanegamita which have to do with the levels of how much I've neglected my own Bechira. Okay, but that's approach number three. That suffering can be Hashem's reciprocation of I've neglected my Bechira, Hashem will make it more difficult for me to use my Bechira. And that looks like um, the setbacks that a person can encounter. Approach number four within suffering is sometimes Hashem will send setbacks, suffering, and impediments to the wicked to thwart their wicked plans. Sometimes out of, of Hashem saying, it would be very bad for this Russia to go ahead and, and set off this bomb and, and um, mount this attack and get away with this evil, pernicious plan, I am going to throw setbacks there. I'm going to make him suffer because I want to spare him from evil and I want to spare the world from evil. That's a, that's a fourth type of Yisurin, an interesting Yisurin, where, where someone is going to be encountering what looks like, how come this car won't start? How come I'm being delayed over here? How come I'm having all these obstacles? And they may, they may be sent a person's way, excuse me, to prevent them from doing something bad. Um, we have examples of that in Chumash. That was, uh, was what happened with Bilam. Right, Bilam, on his way to curse Klai Yisrael, had a lot of Yisurin. He did have Yisurin. Bad things were happening to him. His donkey disobeyed. His donkey went off the road. His donkey crushed his foot against the wall. His donkey collapsed and refused to move. And that got Bill very upset. And that was real suffering. It was embarrassing. The donkey talked back to him even. And the donkey disobeyed. And he was a la- laughingstock in front of all his, um, his entourage over there. That was suffering. But it was done because it really would be, it wouldn't be good for Bilaam to curse the Jews. It wouldn't be good for the Jews, certainly, to get cursed by Bilaam. It wouldn't even be good for Bilaam. So Yisurim will sometimes be set, setbacks and suffering will be sent to the Russia in order to prevent the, the uh, Russia from doing something bad. Yisurim type 5, the fifth approach, was wake-up call Yisurim. Yisurim that are there to be a wake-up call. And sometimes a person can have a big debt that's mounting, that's, uh, that, that if it would be, that debt would be, um, um, demanded from him 
there would be noyer of oyim. The amount of suffering he would have to undergo chaser shalom rachmon l'slan would be very, very bad, very difficult. If he would have to stand um, accountable for the trouble that he's in, if he would have to be punished for that, and the rebbeim doesn't want anyone to perish, doesn't want real people, people really to be punished. The lichatchila always is the person should deal with his averes on his own. Do tshuva. That's always the ideal. If I deal with it on my own, it's my bechira, as we explained. It becomes mitzvah, as we explained. Shem always wants us to work at our averes on our own. And sometimes a yid has a lot of averes on, the, on, the, on his plate, on the, on the, on, in the files over there. And, and, and I'm currently in a kind of complacent mode, and I'm not even thinking about my averes. I don't realize the averes that I have. I don't realize what I have to correct and mend. So Hashem will send a person a small amount of Yisurin, of suffering, as a wake-up call. So that's wake-up Yisurin. So Yisurin type 5 is wake-up Yisurin to, out of Hashem's love and Rachmanus and, and compassion, a person will be sent wake-up Yisurin to say, hey, you, you got something you have to deal with. You better deal with it. I'm giving you a chance to deal with it on your own. That, that's type 5. Note that in Yisurin type 4 and type 5, if a person stops and asks himself, why am I suffering? Again, you have to always entertain the whole range. But if it's type 4 or type 5, we can actually do something with that. We can apply that practically. And type 5 we spoke at the time, but type 4 we didn't. But now let's speak at both of them uh, you know, side by side. We always want to be able to you know, pick up on the, on the communications, the signals, and the lessons we're getting from Shemaim. And sometimes these are there to give us wake-up calls and signals from Shemaim. Type 4 and type 5. When a person finds his plans being thwarted, and his goal is being blocked, and his, his pathway to to uh, forward in, in in terms of you know his plans and what he what he what he has uh, um, mapped out for himself. He finds that things aren't working out. He finds obstacles in his way. A person should always stop and ask himself two things: A, is it possible that what I want to do may be not a good thing for me, may not not be in my best interests? You pick up the phone to call somebody. And you call once, you get their voicemail. You call a second time, it's call waiting. You call a third time, and, and, and it goes straight to voicemail again. It's Kadai to ask yourself, like, no, you, you wanted to speak to the guy. That, that's Yusurin. Yusurin, you didn't get through to a person immediately the first time around. That's Yusurin. That's suffering. It's worthwhile to ask yourself, is it possible that the reason why I was calling him is maybe not such a good reason? Maybe I'm calling him to share with something, share something with him that maybe is Lashon Hara. Maybe I'm calling to say something that I shouldn't be saying. I'm sharing something confidential. That would be Yisurin type 4, right? Maybe the reason why this is not working is because maybe what I'm about to do is not so good. And Hashem is trying to spare me from doing something bad. Type 5 would be a person asking himself, like, why is this happening to me? Why do I keep stumbling over here? Why, I, I'm sorry. Why do I keep suffering over here? Why do I keep dealing with difficulties over here? Maybe is there a message being sent my way in this particular area that, I, that Hashem is trying to induce me to do tshuva? Is that what you're in type 5? Wake up, Yisurin. If a person should ask himself all these, those two questions, is what I was about to do, is that wrong? Is that bad? And maybe Hashem is trying to prevent me from doing it? Or perhaps Hashem is sending me a message, Hashem is communicating to me, you know, why am I constantly going to the doctor about my foot? Maybe Hashem is telling me that I'm doing something wrong with my feet. That would be type 5, type 5 analysis. Maybe, you know, feet are always about where we go or the excitement that we have in, in, in life. In Ritzas Raglaim Lohara, we talk about, you know, my feet is what propels me, my locomotion, my momentum, my energy. Maybe I get too excited about bad things, I don't get excited about good things. Maybe that's why I'm suffering in my feet. Yeah, these, this is how a person would have to make that analysis for Yusurin type 5. Okay, Yusurin type 6 is when a person can deal with difficulties in life 
not intrinsically because of who he is. Until now, we were dealing with things that because of who he is, but because who he's connected to. The web of what he's connected to, the greater web that surrounds him. That's Yisur in type 6. Who he's connected to. And here we have three subcategories, and that's really past, present, and future. A person can, even if he himself was not supposed to be in a difficult situation in life, but maybe he's a descendant of someone who is decreed upon that person for your goal in life, or because of things that you did wrong, you have to now deal with poverty. Maybe that was decreed upon his father. You're born into a situation that means, by extension, by proxy, you're also going to have to deal with that same situation. Because you were born into that situation. And unless something happens to change that, you're going to have to deal with the same situation your father did. So this is suffering that comes by proxy, by association, by extension, being born into a situation of suffering. Now, again, everything is taken into account so when we see in Shemaim that look, he on his own, his neshama wasn't going to have to deal with this for his Bechira but now he has to deal with it because of his father it's like inherited Yasurin. so it's taken into account that it's, it, it's something that is inherited not something that is there for his Atzim neshama and however Hashem deals with that in, 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 in the tally in scoring things Hashem knows how to do that but everything is taken into account but there is a possibility that somebody will have to deal with the situation in life because of his parents, because of his ancestry, this is what he was born into, and that becomes now what he needs to deal with in life. And that becomes his expectation in life. Okay? So that's um, a subcategory A within Yusurin type 6 is the past. The future. Sometimes a person on his own was supposed to have situation X, but because of what we need to set up for his coming descendants to deal with, he will, have to, he will be given Y instead. So maybe some, someone who was supposed to deal with poverty, but his kids are supposed to deal with wealth, so he'll be given wealth so that will carry over to his kids. Or the converse. Sometimes a person was supposed to have wealth, but his children maybe are supposed to struggle with poverty, so we will take away his wealth because that's what is uh, slated for his children. And I, how come he should suffer? So there's something called... being connected to other Jews. There's something called being connected to past, present, and future. And there's something called that my situation will sometimes shift through hashkacha, via hashkacha, because of my past and because of my future. And everything, again, is taken into account in terms of Hashem's system of fairness and justness. And um, C, within 6, 6C, is sometimes a person will uh, deal with situations in life of adversity because of his presence because of his association with his present. So past association is, is ancestry. Future association is who's going to come from me. Present association is my community, my neighborhood, my surroundings. Here we talked about this concept of mazel, that a person's situation in life can be influenced and shaped and directed by my community, by my friends, by my environment. So sometimes it could be a person's own decree in life was supposed to be that of you know tranquility, but maybe he's associating with a community that their mazel, their hashkoch is that of adversity, and now this person by, by association is going to have to deal with adversity as well because he aligned himself with that particular community that will also show up now in his hashkoch. Okay, there's such a thing as community association. So suffering type 6 is associative, called it associative, Proxy Yisurin, and that's past, where I come from, present, what's, who's coming from me, a future, who's coming from me, and present, my community. Yisurin type 7 also has an A, B, and C. There's 7A, 7B, and 7C, and Yisurin type 7 is the suffering of the tzaddik. The tzaddik, the, the, the uh, righteous person is a generation, can also suffer, not for personal suffering, 
but he can be suffering for the people around him. And there are three different types of the tzaddik suffering for the people around him. And that we could term as oilam haba, oilam haza, and tikkun oilam. That's the A, B, and C. So let's go through that. I can, a tzaddik can suffer for people in his, in, 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 in his immediate surroundings for their oilam haba, meaning can have a yid who has averis, um, but the tzaddik, through his suffering, can be mechaper on someone else's averis. Tzaddik can stub his toe, can bump his funny bone, and that'll be mechaper for someone in his community for that person's averis. And as we explained, the lumdus of the tzaddik always suffering for someone else, for the A, B, and the C, is that the tzaddik becomes the roish. The tzaddik says the shama occupies the roish station of all the... The, the, the big conglomerate, big unit of all the neshamas of Kleisar, they all assemble together. And the Rosh, the same way the Rosh is responsible for the entire body, the Rosh can stand, can, can, be, can be a, a um, stand-in for the entire body. So we can say um, with, with, uh, with, 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 with a, um, an approach that is just, is fair, and is appropriate, and which is within Hatsur Taman Pa'aloi, that the Rosh, when the Rosh suffers, we can consider as if the entire body is suffering. Because the Rosh is the command center, is the, 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 the um, concentrated total uh, of, of what, the, the essence, the essence of what the guf is, that all comes down to the Rosh. The Rosh suffers that can be seen and viewed as suffering for the entire guf. So that's what allows, you know, this, this 7, A, B, and C to work over here, is that the Lamdus is, that the, the Tzaddik is the Rosh, of the entire guf of Klai Yisrael. What happens to the Reish is, to a lesser degree, happening to the entire guf. And therefore, the, when the tzaddik suffers, he can be mechaper for the guf. Now, there, there's two, um, remember the two caveats that have to be spoken at over here. Two caveats that have to be spoken at are, A, it's never going to be the same degree as the person doing it on his own, whether that means the tzaddik getting someone to Eilam Haba. That Eilam Haba for that person who is, you know, the, the Yad, the Regal of that Guf to the Reish, is never going to be the same type of Eilam Haba if the person would have done it on his own. And the Kapar is also not going to be the same kind of Kapar. If I let someone else be Mechaper for me, I let him be my Reish, it's, it, it's going to be an accessory type of uh, 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 Kapar for me. It's going to be a, uh, I, I'm a, an auxiliary type Kapar, the same way if I let my Eilam Haba be determined by someone else that becomes my Reish, it's going to be, an accessory, vicarious type of it'll be an accessory, vicarious type of kapara. Never going to be the same as if you do it on your own. The second caveat to remember is this only works if you tack and make yourself an appendage to that rush. You can't just say, well, the tzaddik in the door is the rush, so I'm just going to do what I need to do. I'm going to, you know, live my blissful, happy, decadent life and let the rush take care of everything for me. you got to make yourself the yad to the rush, otherwise he's not your rush. You have to make yourself the regal to the rush, otherwise he's not your rush. You have to make yourself an appendage to that rush. It means you have to say... What his values are my values, what he lives for is bad, and what I live for, what should I do? The source should be Esau, you know, my own struggles are making things more difficult for me, but Ba'etzim, I, I, I'm making him my Reish. That's, that's the life that I would love to live. That's the person that I, 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 I look up to, that, that is the ideal uh, in, in terms of what life should be all about, how life should be lived, and then you make yourself a Yoda Arichta to that Reish. Okay, so that's the 7a, the Tzadik has the Reish to the, his, to his seaboard, to his community, is able to be mechaper for them and for their oilam haba. On an oilam hazel level, we saw that's seven b. Tzaddik, through his suffering, Viter can spare his community, his surroundings, his country, his generation from chas shalom suffering in this world. Sometimes it could be a decree that midas hadin has 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 uh, has um, 
decreed for this community, for this countryside, for this generation. Um, that's what Midas Adin is demanding. It's a time of Charein Av. But the Tzaddik, when he suffers, look, the, the, so the generation suffer because he is the generation. He is the Rosh. He is the Rosh. He, to a certain degree, he represents the generation. He is the, the essence of the generation. So Midas Hadin can sometimes be appeased when the Tzaddik suffers. Okay, we'll be Mavato the Gezeira. The Gezeira was not just Nisbato, was not just negated. It was Niskayim. It was fulfilled with the Tzaddik suffering. So that's the Tzaddik suffering for the betterment of his generation in Olam Hazet, that's 7b, and 7c, sometimes the Tzaddik as the Rosh for his generation, not just the Rosh for his generation, he's a Rosh within the greater Neshama of Kleisol, within the eternal Neshama of Kleisol, the eternal Guf of Kleisol, and as we said, there has to be suffering in this world to bring Mashiach, there has to be when there's, the Hester Panim has to, requires um, dealing with Hester Panim, Hashem's concealment requires dealing with that concealment, which is unpleasant, which is by definition, that means suffering in this world to bring this world full circle and bring it to a state of, of from kilkul to tikkun. And humanity, Ba'etzim, has to go through a certain amount of, of, of uh, you know, arduousness and challenges and, 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 and difficult situations in life for, for the world to go from kilkul to tikkun, from Mashiach to come. The tzaddik on his own can also do that. The tzaddik suffering, again, that's not just the generation suffering, that's Klai Yisrael suffering. The tzaddik can suffer, and that can actually bring Mashiach closer because we say, look, Klai Yisrael suffered. The tzaddik on his level, it can be seen as uh, suffering for the universe, suffering for the cosmos because he represents the essence of the universe, the essence of the cosmos. The tzaddik can bring Mashiach closer. So that's 7a, 7b, 7c. Tzaddik suffering for his generation for their oilam hazeh. For, I'm sorry, for their oilam haba, for their oilam hazeh. The tzaddik suffering for the oilam, for tikkun oilam, to bring the world to shlemis. Yes, Arthur. When you say rosh, are you, are you meaning the tzaddik? The cup, the cup. Oh, the head. Yeah. Okay. Finally, so that's if we've been making the tally, since we're, we're, we had 1 through 7, but we had 6a, b, and c, and we had 7a, b, and c, so we're, we had 11 so far. <clears throat> within the Yisurim Tachlisim, Yisurim, which are an end of in itself, the final one, final type of Yisurim, um, which we'll call eight, but it's really the twelfth, the twelfth example over here. Excuse me, is when a person may suffer sometimes in this world, in this life, because something he did in a previous life. That's what the Ramchal saved for the end. Spooky suffering, spooky suffering. That's number. Eight, but it's really the twelfth example. Okay, depending on how you want to count, it's our eighth main category, but it's twelve altogether. That uh, sometimes the person in a previous life leaves this world with a lot on their record, and Hashem can say, "Look, okay, so I'll send this guy to Gehenim to the great, you know, uh, body wash, that great scrub of purgatories, so we can get this guy into Elam Haba, put him through the ringer." But suffering Gehenim is always more difficult and more painful than suffering in this world. Sometimes Hashem, out of Rachamanus, will say, you know what, I'm not going to send this guy to Gehenna I'm going to give him another chance, send back to this world, but he's being sent back to this world to now deal with the outstanding unpaid balance from his previous life. So sometimes a Yid will suffer in this world. Why did I do, why, why am I suffering? What did I do to deserve the suffering? I didn't do anything. He may be right. He didn't do anything in this lifetime. He may have done something in a previous lifetime. And this is Vaita, Hashem's Rahman, Hashem's compassion, giving this person a second chance to pay off what he did wrong in a previous lifetime to not have to put him through the ringer of, of Gehenna and maybe even to be able to get him into Elam Haba. Maybe, you know, sometimes a person can be so bad that Gehenna won't get him into Elam Haba. We saw that. And Hashem wants to give him a maximum amount of chances to get into Elam Haba. We'll send you back to Elam Hazet to work off, pay off all the 
bad deeds, all that you did wrong in the previous lifetime, in order to get you into Elam Habba, the Rebbein will do that. Okay, so that's Yisurin, um, category 8, the 12th type of Yisurin. We talk about Yisurin that are in, in, the, in themselves, is dealing with unpaid balances, outstanding debts from a previous lifetime. There was one more type of Yisurin, and that would Ramchal made a category on its own. It was Yisurim, Ramchal called it Yisurim Emtsoyim, when a person will suffer as a, not as, as an end of in itself, but as a means to a different end. Sometimes the Kosh Baruch will send a person difficulties, um, impediments, and, 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 and adversity, not because it's purposeful in of itself, but to accomplish something else. For Hashem will send him Adversity A, because we want B. Difficulty X, because we want Y. And the Ramchal gave a number of examples. One example is what we always call our colloquial hashkacha. Pratis finally fits in over here in, 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 in uh, category B, Yisurin type 1 of category B, which we, is number 13. Number 13, our, our colloquial classic hashkacha Pratis, where I missed the bus and the plane blew up. That's Yisurin Emtsoim, where I didn't miss the bus because it was purposeful for me to miss the bus in of itself. Missing the bus wasn't doing anything for a previous lifetime, wasn't doing anything in terms of a wake-up call, wasn't doing anything in terms of bringing Mashiach closer, but it was saving me from not being on the plane when the plane blew up. Okay, but we saw here the Ramchal made a major departure from our classic understanding of Ashkach Brothers. That was only one of several examples. The Ramchal threw a lot of things out there that don't make it into those nice books. He said, a person could have Yisurin, which are a means to an end, to a different end, which are not purposeful in themselves, Yisurim and Saim, which may be to someone else's benefit. Maybe I'll miss the bus, I'll miss the bus, so that someone else can get my seat on that plane, right? Someone's waiting for standby, and I had the last seat on the plane. The Rebbe wants that guy to get on the plane, not me. So he made me miss the flight so that guy could make it for standby. The plane didn't blow up. The plane got to its destination. So maybe I missed the plane so that that you could get my seat. Ah, that's also Ashkocha Pratis, right? Or maybe something will happen over here for someone... Or, or this person himself, or for someone else, to suffer. I will be, I will be held back over here, and I won't be able to get to that person's simcha in time because maybe he's not supposed to have me by a simcha. Maybe I'm not supposed to be by that simcha. Stop suffering, right? I'll miss the bus. I'll miss my ride. I'll miss the taxi. I'll get stuck in traffic because maybe Chazashom, this person is, is that could be that could be yisur that that could be done for someone else's yisur and for that person's yisur. The bottom line is the final type of Yisur in type 13, is where it's happening because we need to see something happen somewhere else. It's Emtsoim, it's a means to a different end, but that other end could be something beneficial, could be something great and wonderful, something you can write a story about and make a lot of money, like he was saved from the plane blowing up, he was saved from the, 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 the truck blowing up, he was saved from the train blowing up, he was saved from, saved from the post office blowing up, that's why he missed, it was stuck, stuck in traffic, right? But it doesn't have to be that. It's not limited to salvation. It could be also... Um, the reverse, or it could be someone else's salvation, is why I was uh, held up in traffic over here. Good. That's the summary of the 12 plus 1, all the 13 different options in why bad things happen to good people. And let's speak at the final, final, just to put everything together. Again, we're coming to explain Yisurim, we're coming to understand Yisurim. Every single approach that we gave is an approach to explaining Yisurim, but it remains Yisurim. And so important to remember that the right approach, in terms of the emunah and bitachon over here, is there is something in life called yisurin. And even when we see that, oh, it happened in order to make sure that this person would miss the flight because it was bad for him to be on the plane because the plane was going to blow up. Missing the flight is still called yisurin. 
Half a fellow getting stuck in traffic and missing that plane, even when the plane blew up, is still called Yasurin. That was Yasurin for the greater good, sure. He definitely would have taken those Yasurin, that, that suffering over the suffering of being on that plane when it blew up, 100%, but that's still called suffering. And anytime we're dealing with any of these approaches, even when it's the final approach, this is probably happening to you because you're, you're better off dealing with this suffering because who knows what would have happened to you if you would have made that or that would have worked out, etc. We can't be, we can't put on our from glasses and our from yamaka and our from frack and say, really it was something good. This is really something good. It just looks to you like it's something bad. Chas v'chas v'shalom. That's never the approach. This is always how to understand things that are bad and all these things are bad. You can have something bad that leads to the greater good. You can have something bad which is in my best interests. But the bottom line is, there is a reality in life called Yisurin, called suffering, called rack, called bad. And our first and foremost responsibility to those around us, before we start sharing with them all the 13 approaches of the Ramchal, is to sympathize, empathize, put our arm around their shoulders and say, something bad did just happen to you, and I'm here with you in that bad time. And same way I'm with you in the bad times, Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach, I'm going to be with you in the good times. Akash Baruch Hu should give all of us only good times, all of us in Kalah Yisrael, we should be zeichen to see good times together and celebrate together. A good Nechaydish, everyone. We should have so much Simcha and Yeshua and Yamtiv. Now and further, a good Shabbos. Couldn't you say that when something bad happens to you,